Hey everyone, welcome to Smash Trivia. I'm your host, Smash Trivia John. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram by searching Smash Trivia to follow everything happening with me. I'll be the one with the big old green head in the profile picture. So excited to get into this. This is the Gamma Analysis. Basically, in this series, I'm going to review everything Hulk, all the movies, TV shows, and I also do random other geeky films. Occasionally, not so geeky ones too. And I also like to mix things up once in a while by not reviewing anything. Hope you enjoy Smash Trivia Presents The Gamma Analysis. I want to ask everyone listening if they can please do sign for me. Please share the hell of this podcast with all your friends. If you don't, Hulk will be angry. Now that we have all of that important stuff out of the way, let's smash right into this episode. <laughs> Hello, my Gamma friends. Today I'm joined by Keith. Uh, Aith, how you doing, Keith? I'm doing good, John. How you doing? Doing good, Keith. Uh, Aith, and we're going to review the Killer Instinct episode of the 70s Hulk. Uh, uh, this episode, uh, 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 this was a uh, uh, really interesting one. We had earlier, it was about David working at a, uh, working at... The all uh, the Los Angeles Coliseum, uh, um, I, I believe is what it said uh, in the episode. Um, yeah. which and what's uh, his his job is a a ankle wrapper. So yeah, that's what they said. That that's what they said on the on IMDb. Um, that's, which is interesting because they do actually give him a title in the episode. It is not ankle wrapper. It is, is it assistant trainer. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I thought so because I was like, he's not an assistant coach. He's willing. He's able. He's not like just a like a, a water boy or anything either. That he's giving these guys advice. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Ankle wrapper are like weird job title, but uh, <laughs> I to me that would uh, that sounds like it would imply that he was uh, he would be like the medical person for like if someone's injured on the field. Which is definitely not what he's uh, uh, he is in the episode. I'm wondering, like, these different jobs that he gets or or falls into that require certain credentials, like first aid training even. Um, he has first aid training, obviously. He's a doctor. Yeah. But, like, is he just kind of everything's being paid under the table and he's just saying, oh, don't worry, I clearly have first aid training. Look at me fix up this guy's ankle. And then they're like, you're hired. Like, he just keeps getting these jobs that you would think require a little bit more background check. <laughs> I would think, particularly in a situation like this, they would not be uh, willing to do something like that because us uh, being the Los Angeles Coliseum, uh, I am I'm Guessing though they didn't say it particularly in the episode because it's uh I'm guessing because of copyright, but I'm assuming it's supposed to be an NFL team. And uh, I am I feel like uh, like something as famous as the NFL, they are not going to take any chances that answers uh, at doing something illegal like uh like paying someone under the table. Yeah, very true, very true. I did not expect to enjoy this episode because it is about football and I could give two shits, maybe two and a half most uh, about football. And yeah, I like a good halftime I can show. understand that. I, uh, I, I watched a lot of football as a kid. 
Yeah. Not out of wanting to. Oh, yeah. My dad forced us to. <laughs> my dad had the idea that if NFL football was on, that meant it was his night with the TV. And nobody yeah. got, uh, got a choice in uh, the matter. Uh, yeah. So every Sunday and Monday, we had to be watching that. And it it was boring as hell. Remember when people had only one screen in the home <laughs> and only one thing could be watched at a time? That's insane. You're probably one of the last generations that's going to experience that, you know. <laughs> like even when I was a kid, they a uh, uh, kid, I always heard about other play, yeah, other people's families having uh, having multiple TVs. I would always see it in uh, in movies that they would have multiple TVs, and I was like, it's weird that we're the uh, <laughs> we seem to be the only people where we only have one TV, so we have to. You uh, have to watch that. Uh, watch what Dad wants to watch. Yeah, because he bought the TV. It, it was uh, it was <laughs> particularly annoying when uh when someone's birthday uh end up being on uh, on a Sunday or Monday because even if it was your birthday, nope, you still have to watch football. <laughs> Great, jeez, ridiculous. But this this episode started popping off for me right about when it started going into things like anger management and father-son relationships and like good and bad therapy practices, this, this, this became mm. my jam really fast. So I really liked the actor playing Toby. I, I thought he was doing such an exaggerated, crazy job as just like a one episode guy, but he's, hey. <laughs> he was just the the point where he's doing hypnosis sessions and the inner oh, child is supposed to be coming wow. out and throwing tantrums. That's not an easy thing to pull off for anybody. But mm. I think he did, you know, for a show in the 70s, that's a that was a pretty good portrayal of that. I enjoyed it. What do you think? Uh, I I thought the episode was pretty good. Uh, uh it, um it's definitely not one of my favorite episodes, but it's uh, but I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I'd, um I uh, I, I uh, I thought it was some interesting uh, ideas with the episode. Uh oh. Um, sadly, this one I uh, I the no, I and I mentioned this to you before we were recording. I I didn't have a lot of thoughts when it came uh, for this episode. It was uh, like it was just like okay, th- this yeah. this is there. Uh, it's like uh, I'm like I, everything's good and it. it's just uh, uh, there's nothing like. There wasn't a lot that stood out to me. Uh, I, I did really like, uh, like, um, the first Hulk out in the episode, uh, uh where he's, uh, he's in that steam room. Uh, um, I thought that, uh, was really cool. And I, it makes yep. me wonder if when they did basically that exact same thing in the 2008 Hulk film, were they trying to yeah. reference this? Oh, maybe like that's that has to stand out as one of the cooler like with every episode there's always a formula going on like okay he hulks out like he has to hulk out within the first half hour and we have to show you something different than we've ever shown you before so him smashing through the the sauna door and then grabbing the two guys on the other side and lifting all of it and walking mm-hmm. forward was awesome so i don't think yeah. i that stands out as possibly one of my top Oh, things yeah. that he's done that while a... hulked um think... that was very fun um uh, the second hawk out though it was fun seeing him uh going on the field <laughs> i do not see how 
repeatedly slamming this guy who has clear mental health issues who's on the ground repeatedly is going to fix them. But somehow it did. Well, I took it more as like, because I didn't, I didn't see him slamming him so much as just kind of taking the punches, showing that it's not doing anything. You've you've met your match, sir. You're not going to come through me. And then pushing him down until he's just kind of tuckered, like he's just accepted it. Like, you have to accept that I'm not moving. Mm -hmm. I'm too big. (laughs) Which was kind of like him, because he can't face his father. That was the whole thing, too, is he can't face his father about the conflict he has over finding out that his father was a cheater. So... In a way, because the guy is so big, naturally, um, the Hulk is obviously bigger. So it brings him back to that time when he was a kid and someone was actually larger than him. And he's kind of facing his father, getting his anger out. But that was, you know, again, a 1970s, you know, monster. Yeah, betrayal of the (laughs) mental health. It's like, yeah, it's it's not exactly how that works. Yeah, exactly. We gotta wrap <laughs> this up. He's gotta be cured by nine, guys. He's gotta be cured quick. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, uh, they, as I mentioned in the last episode, I think, uh, particularly with a lot of these uh, seventies Hawkeyes, was they would do so much better if they could have more time. Uh, I mean, I think this one is another one where more time could really help flesh these concepts out and like uh, and make it. So it makes more sense than uh, having him seemingly cured at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes me want to actually, every time we, we come across a, a message from an episode that doesn't maybe get handled as well in a 40-minute thing, it makes me want to think of or write down like two or three movies that have dealt with the same topic, but in a much more thorough and uh, just, just more effective way. Uh, none are coming to mind right this second about angry yes. relationships with cheating mm-hmm. fathers, but I'm sure I could come up with some within a week. <laughs> probably, probably there's uh, there's probably tons of examples. There's probably even examples within Marvel. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah. <laughs> what did you uh, think of the fact that he in the second Hulk out, he's in the like the like the the stadium's drunk tank type of thing, and those other guys are. <laughs> I'm thinking he's like feet away from these other fans that have been thrown in there and they're listening to the game on the radio and then they're all slamming on the table and like all their attention is staring at a radio that they can only understand what's happening in the game by listening and they're all slamming and yelling and it's like what are you getting out of this guys but it just was a way so that they wouldn't see Bruce or Bruce David uh, transform so I was like okay I get why this is happening but what the fuck how are you supposed to watch the game when you can't hear it I was thinking this was a particular moment where I uh where all oh, David should have been trying, particularly trying to get the Hulk to come out. Out, and mm-hmm. I think a really great way to uh to do that and quicker than what happened is for him to go over to the table, grab their radio, and smash it on the floor, uh, or yeah. to get them angry at him. And then, uh, and so they try and fight him. Uh, and I think would make uh, a for a great way to get him to, um, uh, ooh, turn into ooh, Hulk quickly, or just like like go over to a chair or a table or even just a wall and stub your toe or <laughs> or ram your shin into something. Everyone knows that that fucking hurts the worst. But my favorite was the fact that the guys in the drunk tank 
These are TV drunks. <laughs> One guy had a shirt with a glass of beer on it. Just so you would know that oh, he was supposed God. to be a drunk. <laughs> in case it wasn't clear that he was already in the holding cell. <laughs> yeah, it's too funny. Um well, at the at the very end, we see uh, uh we see Hulk breaking uh breaking, um through pieces of wood. I'm I'm assuming under the under where the fans were sitting. Uh, I, oh yeah 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 the bleachers. He's just running I, through a bunch. I wonder what the point of those were because uh are like the uh like not 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 as like uh like for. Because obviously it was the show, a cool thing of Hulk breaking through them. But I mean, like, particularly for the stadium, what those were for, uh, or I think those, <laughs> uh, is the only thing I could think of. This something that I think would have been really cool if they tried doing, uh, uh, a, but it would be very pricey, uh, I see. But uh, obviously, uh, uh, because of the budget, have it that those are support beams and have that as Hulk's coming out. He is making the uh, uh making uh in the uh stadium slowly come down behind him and people have to start running out. I think that would be really cool. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> just just <laughs> mass destruction. Um yeah, as long as nobody gets hurt because he can't have like a death toll on his hands, like oh that stadium yeah, that collapsed. That... that that undoes all the good that the green monster has been doing across the country. <laughs> those people died no, like, they, uh, yeah. I, I feel like they would have to do it in a way where it was like slow enough that people could actually get out in time yeah, yeah. Uh, but they just are, uh, are feeling like shaking uh, underneath them to get them to start moving and uh, I, and as ever, once everyone gets out uh, out the, uh, the stadium just uh, uh, as collapses I think it would have been uh, <laughs> I, really funny uh, I, yeah like uh, I but I couldn't think of any other uh, any other thing of what those wooden pieces would have been for. And uh, I or... guarantee you, the director or this the, maybe the location scout was looking around a stadium and they said, "Okay, where where could we have something hulky happen?" Uh, and then they just looked at how there were no wooden bars, no <laughs> wooden beams underneath the, the bleachers, and they're like. How long would it take for you guys to get those wood, these wooden beams here? Uh, they're like, ah, no problem at all, sir. We can have Lou Ferrigno uh, run through the how thick a beam. We'll ask him. Let's see what Lou can do. And <laughs> they just add beams for him to crash oh. through. I I love that idea. If they were support beams, it would make a lot more fucking sense. But yeah, uh, uh, and I think it would make for a, a really great ending for the episode. <laughs> Just behind him, it crashes down. Yeah, slowly as he's yeah. moving, uh, and you just see it, it far in the distance, bits start falling over. <laughs> and just cut over to Toby, like, looking back, and then just, like, laughing to himself and giving Hulk the thumbs up, and then freeze frame. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I love I, the uh, the focus on the new, that doctor that hypno hypnosis uh, guy, basically mm -hmm. having a critical talk about his methods, and even though it's some pretty cheesy acting, but like David confronting him it was pretty awesome um, about how you know you're just you're just doing this for the money, you know, when's your when's your grant running out or whatever, um, and putting real people in harm in, in harm's way, and that's. Oh, yeah. 
that is a true thing. I'm not talking about specifically hypnosis. Like I, I don't know how much I believe in the, the good or bad of hypnosis, but just, just the idea that there's certain practices with psychology and, and mental health that can push a person further that in a direction that they don't want to go. And doctors completely being blind to that because they're looking for their own success stories or their own you know, book mm-hmm. deal or something. It's just that has happened thousands oh, yeah. of times, if not millions. Yeah. It's a cool, uh, critical look at that for a change. People care so much more about uh, uh, just making a profit than the human lives that uh, lives that really matter. Yeah. Um, I think things like that are are particularly the case, a uh, sadly, in the United States because because uh, of the fact that um unlike most other countries we don't have free health care mm-hmm. making it uh, making it so the doctors there are, are doctors. have that much more profit yeah know. they have uh, uh they have this uh, uh have this want to have a profit out of it uh out of it which i now i don't know exactly how doctors are being paid in other countries but i uh uh but i imagine it is just by uh, i just they're paid a set amount, and you don't, uh, and they don't, uh, uh, they don't, then have any kind of worry of like, oh, I should do this more expensive surgery so that, uh, uh, that I make more money or something. Yeah, and, exactly. There's no, there's no like, what's the word? Um, not not malpractice, but ulterior motive to mm-hmm. do things that aren't necessary for someone. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's yeah, there's definitely a, a much there's a way to do it that has them all getting the money that they feel they're earned they're mm-hmm. owed as well as um having nothing but the 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 thing is is the better the reputation a doctor has is what makes them more money here mm-hmm. for in canada anyway so the the more patients they'll have the more they can charge blah 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 but if you don't have that great reputation then you're not going to have anybody referred to you by their family doctors. So yeah. 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 You're not going to, uh, you're not going to um, suggest a surgery that someone does not need. Uh, I just make yourself some, uh, a bit more money. And then uh, I, because uh, as you're, because uh, for some of uh, like, yeah, you're, uh, that's going to lower your reputation. Cause that could, uh, if, because there's a chance that could have a negative effect on someone. Yeah, people are more protected against malpractice, I think, um, in general, in in more uh, uh, other countries. And like, uh, you know, you, uh, you, uh, um, in America, th- this is something that I I learned about from an episode of. Have you ever heard of the show Adam Ruins Everything? Uh, that sounds familiar, but maybe not. it's a show that was on uh, on True TV, the same network as uh, as in Practical Little Joker, basically. Oh, okay. About this guy who is uh, I who teaches uh, 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 teaches people in this comedic way about uh, uh, a lot of things that people don't know, and he did an episode about hospitals, oh, yeah. uh, hospitals, and and um, he talked about how they all have a big black book or sign uh, I where they give uh, uh, where that gives them these uh, these dumb. Prices that they're allowed to charge people for things is uh, at least in America, uh, America where um something that uh, that it'll cost them like a couple hundred dollars. 
might be uh, uh they would end up charging people uh, uh April thirty thousand dollars for it. Jeez, yeah, it's uh, uh it's absolutely insane. The uh, uh saying uh, uh and the. I have a lot of respect for doctors, but it is oh, yeah. insane that there's uh, and that how much people are taking advantage of because they because uh, they can. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a scary world when that's uh, you know <laughs> the you know the whole oath that a doctor takes is to to help people. So uh-huh. it's just a shame that uh, you know, I remember... shame that, that can be pushed in the wrong direction. I remember the uh, I remember um. An episode of uh of Lost where they uh where they had the uh it was one of the early episodes and they had had uh, it was one guy who had like oh uh, was able to help people with their uh, able if they were injured and he had all the medication mm-hmm. and like they really made a point to be like uh, uh, like this guy wanted to uh, uh wanted to charge everyone but uh, everyone was also was like you know that's kind of fucked up dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that, that yeah. you're doing this. Yeah, Sawyer yeah. Uh, came from a very dog eat dog world perspective for for the first and first couple seasons, especially. Yeah, it's sad that we've got uh, that we got into this place and uh, in the United States where they uh, where they don't see that that is kind of messed up that we have to just pay all this money for this, uh, this and don't believe that medical stuff is should just be uh, like being healthy should just be a right that people yeah, have exactly yeah free healthcare man it's not... we allowed to get political on this podcast i'm fine with it uh I, oh i don't uh i know you mentioned a past that you don't really like it uh, i get political <laughs> too much but i uh, I, I think like in some uh, um, situation and it makes sense especially when we have an episode like this where we have a a, a doctor who's uh, who cares so much more about his money. Yeah, yeah, it's true, and it, it should be free healthcare should be available everywhere, and uh, and more money put into regulating it, making it um, the best kind that people can get, no matter where mm-hmm. you're getting it from. Um, that people are all trained the same with the same information. Yeah, yeah. that would be that'd be great. That'd be mm-hmm. great. Oh yeah, that but, would be. Yeah. Uh, I mean. <laughs> What did you no. think of the okay? Toby is playing with his dad's little like war figures. Yeah. I, did you I like a, the scene uh, where he is have, losing his mind? He wants to hurt the other it, guy, and he brings the figures to work at the stadium. I well, well, we're, uh, sorry. <laughs> I I was thinking something uh, else. Really, uh, I was thinking something else. Else, and I didn't get all of that. I because I because. Uh, uh, Immediately when you were uh, mentioning Toby, uh, a like, um, there, uh, do you notice how they, uh, how they were calling, uh, calling our main football character in this episode two different things at different points? Because sometimes it's Toby, sometimes he's named John. Well, his name's John Toby. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a, he's was, a two first like, name guy. Because uh, uh, I was always so always I, I was so things. confused uh, throughout <laughs> the episode about uh, uh, that. I was like, "Why is sometimes people calling him John, sometimes people calling him Toby? That's yeah. weird." Yeah, the old the oh, old yeah. two what, two first names scenario. What were you asking me uh, <laughs> with the figures? So when John Toby <laughs> brought his dad's little war uh, miniatures, he 
was showing David them in his home at first, and then you see him like scoop up a bunch of them, bring them to the stadium, and he's like practicing the play in his mind, you know, practicing plotting it out how he's going to basically tackle this guy to death or something. And it's just it's such a menacing dramatic dramatization oh, of him just slowly becoming less and less um stable is the best word mm. I can think of. Yeah. Um it felt a little bit like an old western at points. There's like close-ups on the eyes and like a gunfight. There's like Chopi's just about to freak the fuck out on someone. I just thought it was very eerie. Some of the music was oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they built some dramatic tension in this episode. Oh yeah, that was definitely a uh, great dramatic tension uh, in this episode. You know, um, I thought that was a really interesting going to uh, incidents with the uh, like we had those scenes with the toy soldiers in this episode, and I uh, and I quite literally this same week started watching for the first time Ted Lasso and uh, as as Owen. Oh, that we see all these toy soldiers in that, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's uh, that's interesting." That I happen to start watching that the same week as I'm watching this episode. I forgot about the toy, so- to- toy soldiers. I've only seen the first season of Ted Lasso. I should get back into it. It's a really good show. Um, but I don't remember toy soldiers. Uh, his this- his son sent him all these toy soldiers, and he uh, and he <sighs> keeps giving them to different people. Throughout the season, uh, the first season, and uh, and all, I've watched up through the uh through the first episode of the second season now. Wow, <laughs> yeah, and it's a really good show. It I had trouble getting into it at first, but I uh, but as I got uh, went on, I I started really liking it. Um, yeah, like honestly, I didn't know exactly what to expect out of the show. I was uh, I was thinking, I was thinking, Jason Sudeikis. I know what his comedy is like. This is not, uh, but the, the and then I get yeah. into the episode, uh, the show. I'm like, this is not the comedy I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, he's not played a character like this before. He's net essentially like a really benevolent, uh, benevolent, not malevolent Ned Flanders, and he's so just charming and adorable. And other characters he plays are usually dickheads, and he doesn't, you know, like the the horrible bosses character or the we're the Millers character is kind of it's a snarky dickhead. And uh, and particularly what I mean is like. Uh, I, so yes, there's comedy in Ted Lasso, but it is not super in Strictly. your face, in your face comedy where uh, sure. uh, a loud comedy. Uh, a I was expecting any stuff like horrible bosses, where the Millers, where it's uh, where it's like just balls to the wall comedy and uh, it constantly yeah. uh, and it's nothing a like of, that. Lot of sex jokes and ball jokes and all sorts of stuff like that. It's like Ted Lasso is a wholesome wholesome story about a man trying to make it the best he can in a country that is not his i mean there is still a lot of sex jokes in ted lasso (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while i need to watch it again (laughs) i gotta get back to ted lasso i just remember biscuits and the believe poster and the how he just does not let people get him down Mm -hmm. yeah um i think what else is there for this episode Uh uh-oh um, it, it really uh, is sad when we see the uh, he tries to um apologize to this one guy that he hit uh, uh, that oh, yeah. the character hit in the episode uh, that John or Toby 
hitting the episode and uh oh and the guy uh, just thinks he's trying to manipulate him yeah yeah That's he doesn't that. take it at face value they yeah john toby is not a manipulator um he is a victim of his mm. own rage uh and he can hurt people in a contact sport he has never hurt his wife which i was glad it was not about an abusive husband it was just yeah, about a guy so... who really doesn't know how to let out his anger properly and just happens to play a very violent mm-hmm. sport so it, those two things don't mix well yeah yeah and i i think it's i think it's a really interesting um I think it's aimed uh, to shine some light on on of the fact that there are a lot of people in the world, myself included, who we have uh, we have issues with our fathers where we uh, that we can't we can't face them because they are uh, they've now passed, and yeah. so it's uh, yeah. and I think that's a uh, that's a really interesting thing that they uh, that they brought to light in this episode the fact that there are uh, are people who who that's the case for and it sucks that uh, uh, having that problem it's and it's something that people like i like i i also lost my father young and have many a things i never got a chance to tell him it, it's an interesting thing that in my life now since and I've, I've grieved for many years now it's been you know about 16 years since he passed away um now when it comes to friends in my life that have their both their parents on this earth and they have some certain thing come up and and put a wedge between them um i try to influence them to get past it try to influence them and let them know that there are you know people out there that never got a chance to resolve these issues and Mm -hmm. you don't want you know without saying you know your parents gonna die one day because that's rude uh you just you want to remind them that you know these relationships i think that is important uh, to do but there's also uh but there's also the fact that i think for a lot of people reason why they aren't uh they didn't uh, and and there's definitely a case for me of uh, I didn't confront their father about these uh, these different things. Is father scary? Uh, yes, uh, and they, that's true. Uh, and um, being scared of your father can really uh, uh really destroy you uh, or you in many ways, and it can uh, make it so you can't uh, you feel uh, you physically uh, you can't go and yeah. uh, and say sign to him and be like uh, uh yeah. Yeah, paralyzed. Uh, it's like I think I've talked about it on here before. When I would, uh, uh when, um, my dad was angry. Uh, uh, even uh, even up until uh, uh, the last few years of his life, uh, I I had uh, had trouble uh, being able to speak up against him because uh, because immediately I would feel like that scared little child again. Just stuck. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, I can't move. I can't say anything. And that. Uh, and um. Now I'm. Uh, now I'm at the point where I'm like, I wish I'd said something. Yeah. But I understand why I did it because it was. Because uh, that was absolutely terrifying. Hundred percent. And there's that. That's definitely not the, not the relationships I'd wanna. I'd wanna force anybody mm-hmm. to do anything. I, I definitely don't want to force people to mm-hmm. do when there's no. Safe way to do it. I'm not. I'm not saying um, you're wrong. Uh, uh, wrong for wanting to put. Uh, to um, suggest it's more like the the unspoken stuff that 
that right. normally they would speak to each other. Like it, it's oh, a yeah. long history of abuse or a long history of, okay, nothing's getting through to this person that I understand a hundred percent. There's no changing yeah. them. Um, yeah. But when something randomly will come up that drove, drove this new, new wedge that you mm-hmm. under normal, when you really think of the big picture, you know, it, it could die off and not really matter that much in the grand scheme of things. So you want to make sure that they think about, Oh, that they, they may not be there forever type of thing. And, and maybe yeah, I understand that. to at least, to at least, to at least get closure on your side and let put yeah. the ball in their court it's... and have them do what they, what they want with it. Oh yeah. And hopefully, hopefully that uh, parent uh, does the right thing. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good use. Uh, hopefully. Um, they, uh, hopefully that's, uh, I think, I think it's, really important that you have in shows like with the incredible hulk that often they go into things like this that uh that are often not talked about that that are a thing that happens to people yeah and it it was a it's almost a recurring theme too with that episode we saw was it last season or or was it also season two with the abusive son abusive father son relationship and that, that father was yeah. also abused right oh yeah that was that was just a couple episodes ago uh oh okay. and it uh, and yeah it um it really hits hard uh because it's like, like yeah that that's a lot of the time how uh how it ends up being that uh and that is just like, it doesn't like a, yeah it doesn't excuse their actions no but it is uh, uh but it is there that's uh, that is why they uh, are acting the way that they are yeah are because it was a generational uh, all cycle and they just haven't broken it mm-hmm. and as you you hear certain uh phrases like hurt people hurt people and it's like, okay, I've heard that before. I understand the message behind it. It's also very easy to take that kind of uh, mantra and uh, be kind of insulted by it. It's just like, okay, well, the person that's abusing me, yes, they were hurt. But does that mean it's okay to hurt me? It's like, no, of course not. Um, what it does hopefully help to push is the idea that you can be the one to break the cycle, whether you have your own kids one day or whether you whether you are just a mentor to someone later in life, you, you know, acknowledge that you're hurt, acknowledge that you can seek help for that hurt. And then probably it will dilute and uh, get rid of the cycle eradicated. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I I think that's, uh, yeah, it's just uh, such an important thing. Like, you know, I, uh, I've made a point for myself that, uh, that I will, uh, will, Though I can't, uh, I can't control what happens from arms uh, from my brothers. Uh, I hope them the best, but I'm, uh, I made a point for myself that I will try to break uh, like my cycle for uh, I go with uh, oh from the uh, generations of uh, abuse uh, and but the thing is uh, is even though I've I've made that be a point for me, I still don't trust myself and uh, and that's but and because of that I've. I have uh, decided, at least currently, I may in the future change this uh, decision. But I don't want kids because I don't because uh, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to take any chances that I could uh, I could end up being like him. There's a lot of men, a lot of men who come from a place where their their dads were not stellar or their dads were not up to snuff in some way, and they assume 
that they're capable of the same things, the same mistakes. And there are ways that they are capable of that a hundred percent, but there's so many men who, you know, they seek the right help. They learn the right things. They read the right books and they work on themselves and they can break the, they can break that cycle. And yes, absolutely. Your mind will change 16 times because you're very young. Um, but, uh, mine has as well. And, and my reason for not having children isn't about that but I have made the decision as well not to not have any kids. Uh, it's more so mm. about just a life decision and what I would like to spend my time on this planet doing. You Makes know what? Sense. Campground rules comes in handy. And I heard that recently on a what if episode from, <laughs> from Marvel about um, leaving a place better than you found it. The same thing should be said about people. Leave a person better than you found it. And when parenting comes to mind, do everything you can to nurture that person. Don't leave them with scars that will yeah. fuck shit up. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Campground rules, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Is it campground or campsite? You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was in an episode with uh, the Grandmaster and Tony Stark, and he oh, was yeah. talking about how he can't leave the planet a mess. Uh, mm-hmm. Campground rules. Leave a place better than you found it. Okay. Um, is there anything else we need, uh, we need to talk about with this episode? Just that I didn't expect a football episode to make me so happy. This was a great, <laughs> great return to form and return to formula. Uh, yeah. I do think the Alice at the in the Disco Land episode deals with uh, David uh, and his oh, journey, yeah. especially with Jack McGee, a lot more. So I'm excited for more of that. But oh, yeah. uh, I was, it was nice to see yeah. something about football for, for mm-hmm. a minute. You know, um, that. I think uh, I think it'll be very interesting to see in the future. That I hope there are is I I, I think that I think this show would really benefit from both having at least one episode where it's just David throughout the episode, mm-hmm. and one episode where it's just Hulk for the entire episode. Sick. I think it would be really interesting to see how it could differ, uh, how uh, episodes like that could differ from the regular series. Oh yeah. That'd be really cool. By the way, we got just Mark Ruffalo in Infinity Game or Infinity War, <laughs> and then just uh, Professor Hulk in uh, End uh, War. And I think uh, I think particularly uh, for this because since we get Hulk in such small quantities in each episode, I think having an entire episode where he's just as Hulk the entire time would really give uh, give us a deeper view into how the hawk feels mm-hmm. and uh I, was, and I think it would really benefit this show having something like that plus lou ferrigno would get a bigger paycheck <laughs> great yeah. screen time i know that uh, i know um i don't know which season it is but i know there's an episode uh-oh where um lou ferrigno actually appears in the episode both as hawk and as another character, uh, or I think it was like a cook in a restaurant or something. And I so I would hope at least for that episode, he got uh, <laughs> paid more by us as he had multiple roles. He got paid a day's wage <laughs> as a cook. That's what happened. <laughs> he made food for the whole crew and cast. <laughs> oh, oh Lou. <laughs> and um, do you have any other notes that you wanted to get to? 
Nope, that's it, man. Uh-huh. Great episode, Killer yeah. Instinct. I'm excited to see the next one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, uh, I will. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this episode, without uh, with how serious it was, it probably wasn't a uh, wasn't anywhere that would have made sense for a uh, uh for an announcer voice thing. So I'm gonna <laughs> just skip that's past fair. that uh, after that's this fair. one. I think this one was just very serious so it uh, uh it would feel uh it would kind of feel Keep weird yeah uh waiting for there to be any moments uh, uh as we could take it from for that uh but yeah like what uh, the thing is the last episode was also dealing with a serious subject but i think uh <laughs> but because of the fact that it was at a disco we were able to get uh inside that really worked <laughs> yeah true yeah oh all right well uh oh Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like this gamma analysis, please give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. I'd love to hear your thoughts and episodes. Please let me know. And if you'd like to listen to more from me, please subscribe. Many more gamma analysis from me coming, so keep on the lookout. This again is your host, Smash Jerry John, signing off. <laughs>